Welcome back, everyone. You're watching We Heart Therapy, the special series EFT Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Bell. Thank you for joining us. We're in a different background today, and I'm super excited to welcome back Doc Hawk, aka James Hawkins. He is one of our beloved EFT trainers, and he's one of the fellow therapists and clinical coordinators at the Joshua Center in Arkansas, which is where we are filming from live today. And uh, we're both uh, on the success and vulnerability team, and we are getting together today to do some of our teamwork and some recording. So that's what brings me all the way to fabulous Arkansas. So we are super excited to have Doc Hawk back on today. And we're going to be talking about a very, very wonderful subject. And it pertains to blocks in session, particularly when a client might bring God or religion in just as like a shield or a block. Um, so we're super excited, James. Thanks for being back on our episode, on our show. Yeah. And if you can sort of, because it's, for me, it's really delicate again, because, you know, we don't want to attack anyone's belief or get caught proselytizing, especially if they do come from a similar belief system. So when they're using religious language, but you can totally tell I'm trying to go into your needs or I'm trying to access your emotion. And it's like, you just pull God out of the sky and whoop, right here in the session as a block. I, I call it the God block in my sessions. Like I do love God, but right now you're saying I can't go there because whatever, God does not want me to, or I, I need to go to God instead or something. Mm -hmm. So can you help us sort of, I maybe better describe or define mm. what this block might look like yeah thank you one you know today we're also in the a leading edge where we ryan and i record the podcast so if you yeah. see different things around here but anyway uh so one i think i want to start off just with some in a form of cultural humility with it because it is a cultural kind of nuance in a way mm -hmm. where uh and, you know so let me make sure i kind of locate myself so here I am in the Mid-South type region mm -hmm. where it's like a lot of kind of conservative uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so that's more of the framework, you know, mm -hmm. could it look different in maybe a Buddhist circle or a Muslim circle or, you know, and then there's also within, when you say Christianity, it could be Episcopalian, Catholicism, mm -hmm. all these type of things. So yeah, even LDS. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I just want to kind of come from that, like it's a, just to mm -hmm. locate that. So right. Where I typically see it and where I want to honor that is for some people, um, you know, in different kind of variations over of Christianity over time, or even in religious ways is what is the kind of like the perspective or meaning making that mm -hmm. people have behind emotions. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times emotions can be seen as unruly, untrustworthy, mm -hmm. they'll lead you to bad things, mm -hmm. don't le lean into the body, the body is carnal and, mm -hmm. and will always bleed you into bad, bad things. Mm -hmm. So therefore you then begin to distrust it, you know, and so when we as therapists try to go there, what can happen is, is a couple things. I can think there is that one, maybe a meaning making perspective where we don't trust it, it has a bad rap. Or it's um, even one researcher I was reading on an article about prayer and marital satisfaction. It, he said, yeah, prayer helped people who prayed. He would just say to a, a, a deity. But what he found is there's ways where people can pray to exit out of a, a moment or whereas they pray and ask God to be like, and what we would do is like an ephit mm -hmm. as an attachment figure. Right. So sometimes I think, Annabelle, I love what you're talking about is for our client 
could it be a way where they don't see, as Sue would say, mm-hmm. you know, one of her talks uh, talking about Jesus and the Dalai Lama as mm-hmm. A-R-E, mm-hmm. they're excessive, they're, they're accessible, they're responsive, mm-hmm. and they want to be emotionally engaged. Mm-hmm. Some people, that's a new perspective, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, what I mean by that is they could even see, well, you know, can I trust God when I'm emotional? Can I trust myself when I'm emotional? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that That's a couple ways to think about it. And then- And I think also in terms of, you know, various church or religious doctrine where it might've been taught, kind of socialized, just as those who might not have a religious background or spiritual background, where they were taught within their their demographic, their cultural circle, that emotional expression is not okay, right? It's it's not safe or, you know, needs, like you should be relying on God for your needs, not each other. So again, it's like, I love how you mentioned an exit. And that's what it really feels like in the moment is when it's time to lean in or help encourage you to turn towards each other. It's like one partner just brings in this aspect of their, let's call it a culture, Right. And kind of puts it in front as a block and an exit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need to go there because yeah. that's against my. <laughs> yeah. And so I think the main stance for us as EFT therapists to take with it, if I'm going to be really practical, is just to be curious, mm-hmm. to notice like when we try an intervention that is going for accessing their emotion or their vulnerability mm-hmm. or even what's happening in their body, mm-hmm. to notice that when we send that intervention out, when our clients maybe don't answer or we see that they have a limbic response to the question mm-hmm. of maybe a limbic response of moving back or like, wait, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Why are you asking me to go there to this mm-hmm. place that I'm not supposed to look for those markers mm-hmm. and be willing to not shame the person. I love what you were saying, not, you know, all these different ways we can not miss a tune to it mm-hmm. and just slow down and say, Hey, can I slow down here and be curious for a moment? So let me just, I think a good way to put this in frame is a story because this just happened to me. I was doing a live with a couple and um, we were trying to get the present moment doing tango moves one. And they started telling me a story about how that morning um, the, 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 the wife, she just, she was trying to do something with uh, one of their children. And then all of a sudden the husband says, what are you putting those shoes on them for? And it just registered and it hit her body. Like I can never do anything right. Mm-hmm. I just can't get it right. And that was a, a, a spot where they recognized, like, uh-oh, we got off track here. And so I go into doing um, a form of like emotional, uh, of, I'm sorry, of affect assembly mm-hmm. to put their cycle together, what happened. And as I tried to do the part where we get into the limbic or the body response, she completely blocked it out. She was like, no, like my, I'm, I'm so fallen and sinful and I'm just a selfish person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And I would go, she's like, look, James, I've been doing a lot of work and God's healing that part. So I don't really, so I just need to get my perspective right and how to think right here. There it is. God's healing that part. So I don't need to go there. And so I have a choice at that moment. And so I could either like, no, yeah, but you had a reaction to it this morning and it bothered you. Mm-hmm. I said, slow down. Hey, thank you so much. So even as I ask about what's kind of coming up for you, when your husband made that comment about the shoes. Mm-hmm. And it hits you even when I, even now this is where we switch to the present moment. Mm-hmm. What was it like when I asked you about it? Could you, mm-hmm. can we just get curious there? And you say, God's doing some healing. So can I just be curious in that moment? And she does go into a story mm-hmm. and really it goes back to attachment history. How as a kid, when she did emotions, um, she was told that, that she was being a silly little girl mm-hmm. or, you know, she was just being uncontrollable and she needed to get it together and she needed to fix that part of her. So it's just not a place where she's learned to trust. And so 
obviously, you know, where God becomes another attachment figure from her parents. And mm-hmm. he must, and the, her parents represented a form of a religiosity to her. So therefore this part of me has to be fixed. It has to be changed. Mm-hmm. So you know what we did? I just stayed there. I said, oh, okay. So even in this moment mm-hmm. where someone you really care about says something and does something that hits your body, like, because I said, what's the meaning you made of it? Because that's the part two. So since I learned this one from Georgia once, she went to her head so she could let me go to her head. So, I, you know, after we did some work, I'm going to clean this one up for a moment. I said, so, so you can't go in there in your body. Can you just tell me, though, how you made sense of the moment? Mm-hmm. So we did some work around that. Then tell me how you made sense of it. Whew. So let me make sure I'm really getting this place straight. This moment, you're trying to do something good, trying to get it right. Then boom, out of nowhere, you hear this comment that just kind of tells you you're not good enough. You're not getting it right. And someone else knows how to do it better. And they don't see good in you. But can I stay here? And I know, like, you know, this part of you, it's hard to really feel, but like when you thought, when those thoughts went through your head, I am curious, what did that bring up for you? Mm. I love, so a couple things that you said that are super important. I just want to catch you here. Mm. So A, I hear sort of like a, a double block, which is where um, I heard sort of shame, that view of self of, you know, based on my spiritual beliefs, my religious doctrine, I'm fallen, I'm sinful. So it's like a shameful, I don't deserve to be seen here is one block, right? Like a shame block, but then the second, and I don't need to go into that because God is healing me. But I love what you did there is you didn't get caught, you as a therapist didn't get caught there. And I think sometimes we can get stuck, especially if the therapist doesn't share the spiritual beliefs. Um, or it just sort of when the block, the, the content is super juicy and they're using good stuff. Like, you know, that turning to God and healing is a good thing. Sort of like when a client uses attachment language, but you know, they're totally blocking you and it sort of just messes with your head and you're like, okay, wait, 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 what's going on? So I love that you didn't sort of get stuck behind her block and almost like trying to challenge the belief. Instead, you rolled with it. You pivoted into, okay, great. So God's doing some healing. Can I get curious about Mm -hmm. that? So I love really making that clear as you pivoted into the block, Mm -hmm. which is good because I think, again, sometimes the, the words that clients use are so juicy and so meaningful also, or they're indicative of something really meaningful. And, and we can almost get caught if we don't recognize the strategy and we can get sort of stuck behind the content Mm -hmm. so i love that you recognized what was happening and you leaned in and and the reason why i think that was great summation annabelle is because she was in the way you know we've talked about in sv too is she was showing me where she needed me to join her that block was not something to be treated as oh you got something wrong here Mm -hmm. and when i say block it sounds so like but what it was is she wasn't, um, she didn't have permission to access a part of her. And why that's a concern is, is, is she potentially blocking out valuable information? Mm-hmm. I like how Ryan, one of our other team members, how he defined emotional in time. He described it as emotion is the body's way of putting out a signal to get an attuned response. So the reason why I wanted to stay there was not to override or rewrite her belief system. I wanted to believe like, as her husband looked like from the cues I was getting, he was emotionally available in session. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do is, could she allow him to see a signal in her mm-hmm. to let her know what was on the other side of that part? And then could she let him see that and let him comfort her? So that's part of why I was willing to stay there. 
because even though she was she was pushing it down mm -hmm. you no know, i and then look at what she's doing it's not even just about what's happening in the relationship she still there's a wound there mm -hmm. this part of me i can't find any good any redeemable value mm -hmm. every time it's part of me comes up it leads to bad things it, and, and she was blaming herself it was a negative view of self and mm -hmm. her own affect experience mm -hmm. so the only rigid strategy she had was shut that thing down try the best i can to do to live in my head my head and my thoughts are the best thing i can trust but you know what we say in eft that's not we don't do a war between emotions and thoughts mm -hmm. they really fit together especially looking at a magda arnold's research where mm -hmm. affect assembly mm -hmm. we're looking at how the emotions how the cognitions all lead into behaviors mm -hmm. and so that's something that's been huge for me to really work with the population here in the south with those views it's hey you know they all fit together and so let's mm -hmm. kind of learn how to work with this body and these emotions and these ways that God has mm -hmm. given you to discern and make sense of the world. Mm -hmm. And so where that work ended up going with that particular client that day was, this is kind of another George thing with Coco, right? Mm -hmm. Co-regulation um, co, uh, co mm -hmm. and co-creating uh, mm -hmm. meaning. And so what it was is we did join her in the meaning making part mm -hmm. and how she makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I just kept running that pastor repetitively over mm -hmm. and over. And then I felt something hitting me. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at the story you tell here mm -hmm. and how these parts of you are bad. But at the mm -hmm. same time, and this is my word, you might not see it, but it sounds like these things happen that wound your soul. But all you can say is like when that hurt comes up is don't feel that, don't do that because it's going to lead to something bad. Mm -hmm. And then you not even when you feel it, though, then you tell yourself you're bad. Something's wrong with you. Wait, hold on. Oh, my gosh, this place just feels like a pit you get buried in. And we just kept running that. She took, yeah, it is a pit. And can I just stay here for a moment? And like, you know this pit, don't you? Mm -hmm. Like, I can see it on your face. What's it like when you get in that pit? Who sees you there? Who knows about mm -hmm. that part? And she kind of bounces back up. You know, God's working like 100%. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. is. And you know that he He does a lot for you. He means so much mm -hmm. to you. But then what about the people you care about? Does your husband get to see you in that pit? Mm -hmm. No, not really. I don't let him That's see so it. Good. And you just keep dropping. And we kept going. And we kept going. Mm -hmm. And she affirmed something that we need to remember in EFT. And I said, what would it be like, though, if when you're in that pit, your husband could come to the edge of it and he could see you? Mm -hmm. Like, what was your heart hope for there? What do you long for there in that place? I, he could help me make sense of it mm -hmm. when I can't make sense of it myself, when I don't know how to see things clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think you could even do that right now? And just say, you know, when I get into this pit with, you know, my thoughts and my feelings, mm -hmm. Would you be willing to kind of come to the edge of that place and help me make sense of it? Mm -hmm. Because remember, her attachment story is, no, you don't do this. People tell right. you to go fix that. They tell you to go right. away. So that's what's going on in my head. So at least in this moment is, can she invite an attachment figure to come near? Hmm. So and then she gets the other part of that cocoa of help me with the meaning making, help me make, help me with this kind of this pain that I'm feeling. Yeah. And we kept running that. And that's what, and then when we bounce out and we do move five of the tango, I kept showing that and running it. She's like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. He could actually, and then she's like this, and it was great for her. She's like, I don't know why I've never asked him to help me when my head and my thoughts are confused to help me make sense of that. Huh. And I was like, whoa, could you even do that right now? Could you just say like, I'm so sorry. Like, I wish I would have always you know, been able to ask you mm -hmm. in those moments. And she does it. And it's like, oh, well, there we go. So in a way, it's like we kind of flipped the block that day. Is it the full transformative work that day? No. Sort of scaffolded. You can't always go for the gold, the deepest on the deepest level. 
like the first time you sort of, it's kind of like mining, you know, it's like you have to break through some of the top layers before you can get to the deepest parts where the whole treasure trove is, but those parts are even meaningful. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I love sort of what I hear you saying is mm-hmm. a, I see just your awesome EFT Kung Fu Ninja powers coming out mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, just being able to pivot into the block, but then you pivot back to her like you don't even get stuck there you just go right in and you roll with the language you use it as the meaning making which is super important and you know you really just what I really love is you sort of you extrapolate the layers you sort of tease apart okay here's content that's really about meaning making but also I'm recognizing the process the what she's doing right here as I'm trying to lean in which helps keep you out of content, out of getting that like, well, let's say if I share the same religious background, I might get caught throwing like Bible verses or something out that says why you need to do is kind of talking them out of the block, right? Whatever it, it is, sometimes we can get stuck there. So really leaning into the process and recognizing when this comes up, what is happening? What, what process is taking place? And so let's use another example right here. I had with a client where um, I had a wife struggling with self-esteem, wants to lean towards her husband to get um, reassurance. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you should, you should turn to God for your needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, I sort of saw that as like um, the, sort of this feeling of maybe what I give her is not going to be enough. And so I sort of pass her off to a higher power that he sees as stronger and bigger. And then it's like, well, if you just bypass me, the spiritual bypass, just skip over me and go right to God. Mm -hmm. You know, how would you sort of see that? Yeah. So I think the, one of the questions that went through my mind is because I want to, this is cultural attunement in a way. I do want to make sure. So, you know, before I I go any far and I I don't want to misattune with your, your kind of your worldview and your, your beliefs, kind of help me understand like as a husband, what your role is in this. Like I see you kind of in this moment, you can see your wife is dysregulated. So I'm still wanting off. You can mm-hmm. see she's dysregulated. And when you see that, you kind of tell her to go to God. And this is something that, you know, we learn. you know, George says, but right before you tell her to go away and we'll check on that part for a moment. So I'm almost like setting it aside mm-hmm. before that. Can I just, what is it like for you when you see her in that moment of distress because you care about her, you want to know that she's doing all right. What is it like for you Right before you tell her to go away, I just I'm curious what's happening inside of you, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's one way I'd run it is like to see what is it that's happening within his system, because that's probably a good way for him to help regulate. Mm-hmm. Like this is too much for me. I won't know how to do it right. This mm-hmm. thing could blow up. So mm-hmm. he sends her off, and so I just want him to be curious and see if that's a block in the bonding flow mm-hmm. that we can clear up to allow him, because if she's sending out a signal. And his and it's act is it accessing empathy in him, and if it is ac- accessing any empathy in him, then wh- why is it is it blocking an empathic response coming back to her? Mm-hmm. So that's the attachment frame I'm holding right now. Mm-hmm. He's seeing a signal come from his wife. He cares. Mm-hmm. We hope, right? Mm-hmm. Is it accessing empathy? Mm-hmm. So then, what's happening in him? And then if he gives me any sign, like, well, yeah, I do feel, I do, can, I am concerned. I can see she's hurting. Okay, good. It's accessed him. Now, why can't that part of him like speak or Show move up, towards yeah. him and be curious? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's tried it and it's been blown up and it's 
he tried and it was told it was wrong or maybe his attachment history maybe it has a trigger there where he had a mother and i've seen these stories like a, or a significant other a sister or aunt whatever that that, that when they got emotional, things got big and got out of control. And maybe he saw another family figure when that happened, they went away when that, mm -hmm. and so that's what he learned as a model. Mm -hmm. So we can be curious and then help his empathic response, be able to be unleashed to go towards his part. What's well, super cool right here. And so I hate sports, but let me bring in a sports analogy, the process part. So if any of y'all have seen football on TV, even, even those of you that don't enjoy watching football and tv but sort of what you did when you go back to tell me about the moment before you tell her to go away it's sort of like when there's a you know there's a play that happens in football and then they they like press i say press pause <laughs> they uh they blow the whistle and have a timeout and then on the tv screen they go back and they freeze frame like 10 seconds of tape or even five seconds and they go frame by frame by frame just to see like, oh, That's oh, right. there's there's a foot going over the line, is it inbounds out of it? Where, where did that flag fall? You know, they're That's just right. going super, super slow to see, you know, what's really happening in super slow motion. And when we do that, when, when you talked about in this, it's like, oh, you discovered, oh, there's there's actually a, a hidden path in here where the partner sort of, some good things are happening, but for some reason there's a block. And so because of the block kind of takes an exit out of it, but we would have never really been able to see that had we not gone back and isolated those five seconds That's of right. play, stretched it open and really got into and the details. You got curious, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you gave me this, that he tells her to go away, that's a behavioral, that's a relational behavioral response, that's an mm -hmm. attachment behavior. Mm -hmm. So what was it that set him up to make that particular choice? We don't know. Mm -hmm. We can be curious or we could just say, this guy's a jerk, he mm -hmm. doesn't care. Like, but before you get mm -hmm. there, can we be curious about maybe the good reasons or the mm -hmm. function of him mm -hmm. telling her to go away. Well, and also as someone, you know, with a Christian background, it's also can be very juicy when it's like, oh, you should go to God for your needs, which is not wrong, <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, uh, yeah, they're right here. But you, again, it came sort of take you back into your head where you get stuck with, okay, they're saying something really good and I agree with it, yet I also recognize it's a block. So how do I get out of the, the intellectual space and back into the process of, mm -hmm. okay, yes, while going to God is good, it's like, hey, but you're still the husband, the boots on the ground here. What, where are you in this place? Yeah, that's you right. Know? And that's where you can say, you know, mm -hmm. and what does it mean for you as a husband, though, as mm -hmm. you see this place mm -hmm. right here? Is it you kind of send her and like you could conject things like, is it like you kind of send her off to God by herself? Mm -hmm. Or is it you walk mm -hmm. with her on that journey? Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of mm -hmm. curious. Can we just explore? Mm -hmm. And that's just being kind of creative and think because mm -hmm. I'm still as you do this, mm -hmm. even though we know we're talking about like the religious component, it's mm -hmm. still like, I can still hold the attachment frame here, mm -hmm. you know, whether as we talked about in EFT, whether you believe people involved evolved in having these relationships or they were created to be in connection, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm holding that attachment frame. So even there, I'm still trying to check relationally, where is he at? What in these moments, where, where's their bond at? Mm -hmm. And that's, so that's why I even, I came up with that image is like kind of send her off by herself. Mm -hmm. And then I want to see if he can see that. Like, so, but as she's walking, she's already hurting, she's scared and she's walking down the road kind of there by herself. What do you think that's like for her or mm -hmm. what's happening for you here? And what would it be like for you to walk with her on that journey? Has it been scared? Has that been a place of struggle? Mm -hmm. Can we just stay here and be curious for a moment? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just breaking down attachment frame by frame, moment yeah. by moment to see where it gets off track, where it gets yeah. blocked. 
So we can be curious, flip that block, open the block, and then keep the pattern going until they can get into a positive mm -hmm. cycle they can trust over and over and over. Yeah. And oftentimes I find within the mate who's saying go away, there's deeper underneath is sort of a view of self is not feeling confident in that space. So it's like, if, if I send you away, then I also alleviate my own discomfort of not uh -huh. feeling comfortable. Exactly. And that's what my curious, that's what my attachment curiosity mm -hmm. will say in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then I hold that loosely and mm -hmm. just stay curious. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to say confident, not comfortable, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so it's almost like we can sort of see religion or spirituality or, you know, whatever is sort of like a cultural piece. Right. And, and really just being mindful to not get sucked into the content of it, especially if it is something you're familiar with, not to go chasing. Can I, can the, I jump in one part on yeah. that? And I love this one. Um, I heard it what came from, uh, oh gosh, Allison Lee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not completely throwing the content out mm -hmm. as an EFT therapist who trusts attachment. Right. What I'm doing is I'm listening to the comment for the relational cues right. and language. Right. And that's always what I'm doing is like, okay, where is it? Where am right. I seeing their emotional kind of like style? Where right. am I seeing their relational moves? And then when I see that, I jump in, I use reflection, mm -hmm. I get evocative, do some validation, mm -hmm. and then go for more exploration. That's what I'm always doing. Like, oh, there's some attachment language, there's some emotion. Whether yeah. I see it or I hear it, yeah. jump on it, grab it, reflect it, hold it, get evocative with it, validate mm -hmm. it keep exploring and do that yeah. rep after rep until they block me again. Mm -hmm. That's so, so awesome. And, and sort of what I think of here is when it's like, God is a, a third person and you know, it's like, we want you to have connection to God. That's not a bad thing. Just like if someone were to sort of bring their child in as a buffer, you know, it's like, well, I want you to turn towards your spouse and how can I encourage you guys to bond? And then they put their kid in the middle of it, you know? So it's like almost God can be the same thing. Or if they bring a, another third family member in as a block, you know, it's just, and, you know, and it can just get juicy and seductive in a way, because again, it's like, okay, it is like an attachment piece that we know is good, mm -hmm. that we want to encourage, and it's how do we recognize, though, without discouraging that connection to God or to their child or whatever it is, but also recognizing the block there. I like that. So one thing I would say, be very careful about when you say yes, but mm -hmm. is if once you said that you've almost invalidated or dismissed. Right. So it, it really is. You, and I think it is OK to like do some moments of reflecting and celebrating that. Mm -hmm. So I really do appreciate this part where you have another attachment figure. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the article, I wish I remember the title of the article, but I know one of the author's name on it was Butler. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, in his research, he does talk about like this religious deity as a third person of the marital bond. Mm -hmm. And what he found with marital couples where prayer was a significant part of their relationship was the way that they prayed was they pray to the deity as a third person to help them mm -hmm. in their bond together, mm -hmm. which was different than maybe, uh, I think the other example was people who use the marital, use the deity as an exit from the relationship. Yes. Got that person over there, help them, do that mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. Or another one was they, they go to the marital deity to tell on their partner. Mm -hmm. 
she always does me like this. He's mm-hmm. never this to me. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of rant, which is, there's some mm-hmm. there's some valid form for place for that. But it was interesting that in his finding, and he's not a, I don't think in this, he considered himself to be religious, maybe even identified as atheist. He was just curious about yeah. it. And to find in that finding, like, oh, when they pray with the deity. Mm-hmm. So even with my couples, what I would do in that one is, I would say like, man, this is so awesome to kind of have this other way of spirituality, a way that kind of brings meaning and, and comfort to your life mm-hmm. and, and, and a help. And I'm curious because you two also married each other. So you both share this thing. You share this bond between mm-hmm. two of you. Mm-hmm. So even when you two are talking about, you know, having each other go to God, I wonder what happens to your bond in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Ryan, you hit, if you listen to Leading Edge, we always talk about joke with the million dollar question. So even when you tell your wife to do that, I'm curious what happens to the bond between you two, mm-hmm. because maybe they might be like, it's great. Like God speaks to me or I do this prayer and it mm-hmm. relieves me and I can come back and I have this clarity with my husband. Mm-hmm. But what my gut is saying is we still stay separate. Yeah. We still feel alone and we don't know how to make it back to each other. And that's where I'm going to blame the cycle instead of blame them. You're right. Mm-hmm. Even though you have this, that negative cycle still stays there. Mm-hmm. And you two don't know how to find each other. So I do appreciate that you have, you know, God can help you when you both face this negative mm-hmm. cycle together yeah. and you don't know what to do. It's like, God, help us with the negative cycle. It's like you're saying, if God's already a part of the process, make God a part of the process. Right? And, bring it, and, and keep highlighting. <laughs> yes. It's okay to have God there. And yeah. what happens to your bond? Yeah. And, and yeah. not for Right. Like that's that flexibility. And, it's like, and, mm-hmm. and what does it look like in yes. your mind? And yes, so when she and. does that, what is it like? And what yeah. happens between the two of you? Yeah. But then I can go get curious for her because that might work for him. Mm-hmm. But I do need to highlight what mm-hmm. happens for her when he tells her mm-hmm. that. And what's that yeah. like for you? Like, yes, he's right. Like God is important. But like, mm-hmm. I also feel like he's my husband and mm-hmm. he's like my person, the visible person on earth. That's like my mm-hmm. attachment figure. And it just, I kind of, mm-hmm. I appreciate going to God, but I miss being able to talk to him and him being my friend. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep working with her sadness. Can you even just kind of like, let's stay there and get clear. Can mm-hmm. you let him know that? Like, I do want to go to God. Yeah. And I want to be able to share that with you. It's so interesting because I, I can kind of see it as, um, so I call it like another form of intimacy in a relationship is spiritual intimacy. And it can be so vulnerable and so bonding for a couple to share spiritual intimacy, but just like, any type of intimacy is it can be an avenue where the couple bonds and connects more or it can become blocks and exits so again i just love bringing it back you know just like any other content okay yes and so you know if if this piece exists then how does this impact your bond yeah if i'm being practical here Mm -hmm. for your listeners it's the yes and Mm -hmm. being willing to be curious hold a good attachment frame that Mm -hmm. can encompass whoever you're seeing encompasses Mm -hmm. their faith their views of the religious deity maybe go back to your attachment history and do and add in spirituality Mm -hmm. in the relationship with this religious deity and the comfort that they've had or the distrust or and what does it mean this is when i do you know even an ethnic and and with your spiritual values and beliefs Mm-hmm. What does it mean for you in the experience or expression of your emotion mm-hmm. within your religious tradition? Mm-hmm. And then that gives you some exploration. Do they trust it, distrust it? Does it welcome it, push it away? Um, so yeah. that's me. And then also I like what you said, Annabelle, is you doing your own work and making sure like, hey, don't let your kind of you be trying to take over this, the story for the client. Be willing to kind of hold space. And we hold that attachment frame in the bonding process while we enter in their world and help them work out what it means for them in their relationship. Yeah, I really love that part of just stressing, getting curious, you know, again, 
don't get sucked up into the juicy content. Just remember, stay curious. And if it's already a part of the process, invite that through curiosity as part of that process with a yes and. Okay, yes and. How does this factor in? How does this impact your bond? Bring it back to process. Because again, we are process consultants. So we always want to bring it back to the process of how does this bring you closer together or become a block to getting close together to your bond? So I love all that. So, all right. Um, so you and Ryan Reyna, he's our other Arkansas trainer. You two run this amazing podcast called The Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy. And you also have one on leadership as well. Yeah, that one's kind of been in the... It's been on a pause yeah. for a minute. Yeah. But where can they find your podcast? And if folks want to email you or... Um, like look you up, follow you, mm-hmm. get you to come to their area, do a training or fly yeah. to your area and do a training. How they there find you. I like that. Uh, so the podcast, uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google. I think that it's out there on many platforms, uh, Podbean. Um, and also if you want to email me, you, or you can doclpc at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at doclpc. Awesome. And we will make sure that we put the links to that in the description for the video on YouTube. If you are listening to this on a podcast form, then you might just have to rewind and uh, take some notes. (laughs) So, and they can just email you. I don't know if you guys know that the trainers do enjoy traveling. Some of them do. And, and a lot of us are coming back to in-person, but I think they can also do um, some virtual workshops as well, but I'll be out in Vegas with you in 2023. Yeah. Right? Yeah. James is going to be coming out and doing our externships. That's really exciting. But this podcast is hopefully this episode is going to have a long, long life so far past, mm-hmm. uh, 2022, 2023. So, you know, guys, don't be afraid to reach out to doc Hawk and email him. <clears throat> he has lots of great things he can talk about. So if you're interested in having him come to your area, do a workshop, or you want to look him up and fly to wherever he is and, and, uh, just participate. That'd be really awesome. And make sure that you guys check out the leading edge and emotionally focused therapy, wherever you listen to your podcast. And as well, you can find both of us on successandvulnerability.com, which is an amazing resource. You want to give a little, uh, yeah, I'd definitely love to give a spill on that. I'm, 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 I'm happy to be a part of success and vulnerability. I'm happy for Sue creating a, uh, 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 I don't know what the right, a culture within EFT mm-hmm. to keep pushing, to keep growing. That's how we came mm-hmm. to have this map and this model because of her and, um, and, and all the other trainers and everything that the other trainers are doing to, uh, to help push this model, help learning. Success and vulnerability is designed with a specific focus, particularly uh, thinking about two, well, two ways. People who have gone through all the core trainings of EFT, but then want, need some more just kind of guided at their own pace work that they could do. So it's online mm-hmm. to help with some of the micro moves and things that maybe we couldn't always cover in depth in, in externships and core skills. Or maybe they was covering, you just want some more reps with it. Um, that's one way. But the another broad focus of success and vulnerability is, hey, when people are in the most critical moments of emotional and relational distress, how do you get a hold on that process and really get in and help them have success where they need it most? which is in their vulnerability. We're not working from a distance with it. It's like we move towards the, we move towards the fire 
and go in to help them. So. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So if you haven't checked out successandvulnerability.com, you can check us out on social media, but also just go to successandvulnerability.com and sign up. And there's lots of videos and demonstrations and teaches and interactions and just a lot of amazing content to help you uh, on your EFT journey. And if you haven't already checked out my book, Using Relentless mm -hmm. Empathy and the Therapeutic Relationship, Connecting to Challenging and Difficult Clients, it was such an honor to have Dr. Sue Johnson herself endorse my book with a quote. And it really is comes from the lens of, um, from EFT, the view on resistance and blocks and how to just channel through the attachment lens uh, humanity in our clients and how to be able to be with them more to sort of, even with your challenging and most difficult clients, be able to turn that into a deeper connection that can allow for the client to be curious about themselves and make much needed change. So if you haven't checked that out, um, you can find that on Amazon. Just look for Annabelle Bugatti, Relentless Empathy in the Amazon search bar, and it'll pull up my book, even though I'm going by Dr. Bell now, but <laughs> it's still out there. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Doc Hawk, thank for you. being on our channel. Make sure that you check him out. Thank you so much to our listeners and viewers for checking out We Heart Therapy. And make sure that you hit subscribe because more videos are on the way. Don't forget to buy my book, Using Relentless Empathy in the Therapeutic Relationship, Connecting with Challenging and Resistant Clients for Helping Professionals, available on Amazon or on my website, www.drbugatti.com.